Hi everyone, I'm Manvi and I'm Shivani and you're listening to the Oversmart Girls podcast. An applause for Shivani because she actually remembered the name of our podcast. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll take that. Uh, thank you for coming out here, audience, and clapping for me on that. Uh, and the reason, Manvi, you brought this up right now is because uh, you thought it would be a good idea to tell our listeners that uh, two episodes ago, I forgot the name of the podcast. Yeah. And we had yeah. to do a retake right off the bat, which is great. It's very telling of uh, how the rest of our podcast recordings go. <laughs> how dedicated we are to this wonderful enterprise of ours. Yes, that we created ourselves and we do know like the back of our hands, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know, if someone and again, else only five people listen to us. No, I feel like we I need to reiterate <laughs> this like every time. I think you underestimate the reach that this podcast has. I have uh, control over analytics, and I will prove you wrong. Uh, and uh, so, Manvi, actually, the thing is, had someone else said this to me, I would have perhaps. Now I'm trying to say I would have called them out on it, but the thing is, I'm quite passive aggressive, so I most likely would have just laughed and then blocked them. But I'm not right. going to do that with you because, uh, you know, you and I are friends and we've been That's friends right. for a really long time. Uh, I for think far too long. <laughs> far too long. For 50 okay. years. Uh, Some sure. people say 75. Yes, we haven't done we the are, carbon dating on it yet. Because we are both 85 years old and we're using the young person voice filter on this. Uh, but the reason I bring this up is because, uh, you know, you and I met in college and college for me was a very woke time. It was a time when I started uh, discussing a lot of things and delving into some of life's greater mysteries. Mm. And uh, one of those mysteries, I think, was like friendship. And one of the things that we uh, started thinking about was the concept of female friendships. Um, yeah. And now, you know, it's a word. I don't think I need to explain it to you, Manvi right you do have female friends i take it yeah, yeah. and uh, my follow-up question is if you say yes which you did how would you rate your female friends and your female friendships give us a little background I tell would, us more yeah so uh, i mean okay let's just start with a little bit of a background first because like <laughs> shivani said that both of us did uh, meet in college but i'd be quite honest i think for a very long time i didn't have a lot of female friends mm-hmm. and now that i look back on it now that of course, my female friends are very important to me and I'm obviously or usually sending them minute by minute updates of what's happening <laughs> in my life. But now that I look back on it, I realize that so much of that was because there was a certain conditioning which somehow seeped in even through schooling, even though it wasn't explicitly taught to us, where you were supposed to look at another girl as a rival if not yeah. necessarily over guys I mean I studied in a co-ed school so if not necessarily over guys but then in terms of uh, studies or in terms of looks for instance you would always sort of compare how you looked or how smart you were in comparison to another girl and I think somewhere deep down that seeped in so it was not like I never had female friends to start with I'm sure I mean as a kid I think I had a lot of friends but throughout school the closest, one, my closest friends weren't really girls. And it was until I think much later, of course, in college when we met in undergrad. But then truly when I went to do my master's is when I realized mm-hmm. with a lot of women around me, the importance of female friendship. And one of the reasons why we have decided to, in fact, uh, do this podcast episode on female friendship is because we see invariably so many young girls either messaging us 
through this podcast or otherwise also where they are having certain issues or certain questions and we realize that some of these doubts at least for us uh, were clarified or i mean it it was at least shielded by the fact that we had some friends to go to and ask those questions for and especially now i mean we've also seen this in the context of the me too movement where the idea came mm-hmm. from that there is a whisper network that exists and so like you join a new place and before you join a new place you need to find out about oh, you need to find out a little bit about what the place is you want to find out about how the people there are so who do you turn to you turn to your female friends in that case so that's why i think the reason why we decided to do this podcast episode on female friendship a little delayed but we did it <laughs> is because we sort of wanted to talk through our experience of how they have impacted our lives yeah i mean i agree with you i think even for me uh, so i went to a bunch of schools okay i had i think i've been to about seven schools and some of them were coed uh but a majority of them uh, or the schools where i spent the most uh, sort of middle high school um so those schools my middle schools and my high schools were uh mainly girls schools so my last two right. years of schooling were at a girls school and then primary school was at a girls school and you know there literally you are surrounded by girls but the concept of female friendships doesn't exist and uh, that was something that i think about now of course we didn't think about yeah. it then cuz teenagers are idiots or at least i was an idiot as a 16 year old uh but the reason uh, the way that i really started thinking about or the reason why i started thinking about female friendships was that i read this book uh, by nivedita menon called seeing like a feminist yeah and uh, it's Which required is by reading way a great book. it's a great book uh, please pick it up and read it one of those feminism in india 101 books that i think both shivani and i would happily yeah. recommend absolutely if you want to look at feminism from like a desi lens and look at it from an indian lens that's not just borrowing from european and uh, western feminism then that's the book to go to uh, and i remember so again it's been years since i read this book but i remember very uh, clearly that there was this one page where she very simply says that people keep pitting women against each other hmm. and you always have this trope of friends fighting or this trope of how women can never be friends because both those women yeah. will eventually uh, start fighting over the same man like it's a very natural thing like women have hmm. absolutely no other reason to be um, you know in touch with each other uh, except for a man uh, which we've all talked about anyone that like knows feminism knows about the uh, uh the consequences of this and the many tests that have come into place to uh, yeah. discuss this but i remember she had a uh, a, ch- a bit in that book and she was like but you know like the reason you keep giving women a bad name is because uh you don't give women any spaces to right. uh, to coexist and men have that option so men are never competing against each other because men are told you can go wherever you want and be whatever you want women Absolutely. at a level are told at least in india are told that you have to stay within the house your authority is in the house or your authority is in a domestic role and it's not a free authority you have to fight for it which is why you're constantly like fighting over uh like tasks yeah. at home and that's why you don't get along with your mother in law that's why you don't get along with your sister in law or that's why you don't get along with your female friend because you're both trying to uh, prove yourself and the space available to you to prove yourself is much smaller and much more constricted than if you were a man and uh, yeah 
I never thought about it that way. Okay, man, we like for me that yeah. was truly enlightening. So I was like, oh my god, this has been a lie. <laughs> like, it's, so then, female friendships as like an antidote antidote to fighting over resources. But I think it's an interesting point that you make because invariably you do see that in certain spaces there are communities that uh, are taken for granted, communities yeah. which are dominated by men. So, for instance, if you're working in an office, invariably. Mm-hmm you know that there will be a old boys club or there will be a boys club that you right. have to actively then fight against sometimes subtly fight against mm-hmm. so then it's interesting where you say that then female friendship becomes the counter to this idea of women pitting against each other precisely because it serves as a space for solidarity and then serves as a space for community which again sort of goes back to what i was mentioning about Uh, the whole discussion around the Me Too movement and then before Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. also sexual harassment in academic spaces wherein I remember when the list came out uh, and of course I was at that time in an academic space because I was a graduate student at that time and I remember (laughs) there was a little bit of shock in some academic circles but most of the women that I knew or I had spoken to were not too surprised by too many of the names because they said that in whisper networks, this has been something that people have known since time mm-hmm. immemorial. It's mm-hmm. just coming out yeah. now. So I think having that solidarity and having that sisterhood in that sense is exceptionally important if you want to sort of get ahead, if you want to prove yourself or if you want to do anything. Because without that, then you feel a little... I mean, without that, then you the chances of you feeling a little cornered or feeling vulnerable are that much more and I feel that especially when I see younger women in the workplace because now like I'm at a fairly senior position so sometimes when I see younger women in the workplace I make it a point to sort of encourage mentorship I make it a point to ensure that Mm -hmm. I reach out Mm -hmm. because I feel that that sisterhood and that community network is might be a good antidote to them not feeling out of place what do you think yeah I mean I think I think it is a it's a reclamation of sorts and I think hmm. female friendships and just like women being uh, good to women and building other women up and being supportive of women and being there for other women. Um, I think that's a really strong weapon. Um, yeah. And actually, you know, it's it's also a really great thing. Like I remember growing up, there was this whole idea of like, oh, I'm not like other girls. And Hmm. uh, I must have guy friends because that's cool. It's kind of not cool to be friends with women or with other girls. And you're supposed to wear it as a badge of honor. Like I remember so clearly. Like yeah, I remember so clearly. (laughs) Like being an idiot and being saying things like, "Oh, but I'm not like other girls. I'm not into makeup, and I like my books." Which I do, but I was saying it as a way to say that I'm not like other girls. And so unconsciously, I was pitting myself against the other girls who liked wearing makeup but must be nice people you know what I mean yeah yeah and uh, for people who can't see I'm wearing bright red lipstick and gold (laughs) eyeshadow currently because I've had a day uh, and that is just me saying that I have also grown out of that because for a very long time uh, and I think you know it's ingrained it's ingrained in our minds and it's something we all grow up with And university, like you said, for you at the master's level, for me, slightly earlier, those were the spaces where I dismantled that because I realized actually women are really cool. Um, And thank God I realized that because uh, so many of my life's decisions, and I'm proud to say this, have been um, uh, sort of influenced by advice that I had from other women Hmm. or uh, from support that I had from them. So, uh, for example, I quit my job because someone told me, 
like a friend of mine told me that I this is something I should do and she made very good valid points and I did it um and that was great for me because it was yeah. not a great job and I'm very thankful that I had that wake up call uh and i remember when i did that i went and celebrated with you man we we went out and we had a heart yes. to heart so you know <laughs> Sethi and i have there. had quit the job we even went to khajura once didn't didn't we we did I we did a on the way yeah. trip to khajura we trip. have to bullied a guard uh, yes no but i but that's the thing every girl that i know at least over a certain age uh, holds a lot of value for their female friends because they know one of course because they know that they bring in a solidarity sisterhood yeah. into their lives but at the same time they also feel that this is something that they can hold on to and so there's a lot of like back and forth and ongoing discussions about what to do what not to do and things like that mm-hmm. but invariably i feel that i'm not seeing that or i'm not seeing that kind of friendship being represented in basically the popular culture that i consume yes i agree I Like for instance I remember the, I mean I love Elena Ferrante let me just say this mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. podcast I love her <laughs> she is the best no one writes like Elena Ferrante but I think one of the reasons why I loved her Neapolitan quartet especially my brilliant friend was I remember reading it and I remember thinking to myself this is the first time I have really seen the messiness of friendship between two women come out to the fore I mean because at one level when you say female friendship you're saying all of these nice things we complement each other we exchange clothes tips we exchange advice about the guys and so on and so forth but also at the same time it's get, it can get really messy and that's just yeah. how friendships exist and I loved I loved Elena Ferrante's books because it acknowledged that messiness and it was giving me that deep dive and I had studied literature and until then I was reading no offense but i was reading a lot <laughs> about boring white men and way more yeah. about their lives and i wanted to and i felt that this is the first time that i'm reading four big books worth of women's inner lives and i loved it mm-hmm. but apart from that yeah. do you can you think of any like representations of dosti like you know, jayviro type ye dosti yeah so here's the thing the thing is that anytime i think of female friendships because i'm living in the 21st century and i am a millennial my mind goes and looks at things about memes right uh, so female about friendships memes. Is, okay memes how they're represented yeah. in memes or in social media or in uh, digital culture and the thing is <laughs> sounded like such an laughing. old person when i'm <laughs> i sound like i'm uh, i'm doing a thesis presentation uh, <laughs> And I'm the old professor being like memes. क्या होता है बेटा? But it's actually true. Sometimes I do yeah. message Shivani about memes because I don't understand but, them. But anyway. but the thing is, but the thing is, Shivani, like all these memes, and you're right, they are about they're like white women. So when you think of like ideals yeah. for female Fair. friendships, you're thinking of like the people in Friends, who, by the way, unpopular opinion, are absolute trash. And also, I do not like the show Friends. Uh, you can at me on that. I but actually, it's become a very but popular opinion. You're not on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, true. I unfortunately true, I know. am. I know. Uh, but <laughs> people not liking Friends has become a fairly popular opinion now. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? So no, no. I uh, I'm very happy to know this. And uh, please let me join any clubs that might exist. But the thing is, like, these are female friendships that are either very. Uh, they white people so you know uh, there's not a great uh, variety of uh, representation for people like you and me for desis because also they very uh, i don't like again i, I guess because i i'm a humanities dissertation writer person that's the technical term i'm i may be reading a lot into this but there's a very 
privileged take on female friendships yeah, that true. that is glorified which is that oh, it's all about like dancing out together and chilling yeah. and uh, going to fancy parties and having run-ins with unsavory characters and getting out of that uh, very sex in the city yeah it's very sex in the city and the thing is the ground reality here is that actually a most female friendships do not manifest like that uh they are these are aspects of your friendship with another person but it's yeah. not the main it's not activity. the flesh and blood correct but i don't yeah, see yeah. that represented and most so i don't see it represented in india like i can't think of one person or one character um mm. that i think of and think oh, okay these people are friendship goals you know what's a you? great example hmm. that actually ties in into all the arguments that we were talking about and i uh-huh. remember this film infuriated me when it came out is cocktail <laughs> have you seen cocktail oh my god yes briefly veronica I and like mira so i was thinking about so for those of you who's listening who've listening to this who haven't seen cocktail which i mean good for you it's That's about funny. basically the film is about uh, veronica which is played by deepika <laughs> patukone and mira which is played by uh, What's her name? Diana Pinty. Mutta Godse. No, Diana Pinty. No, no, Diana Pinty. Yes. I know yes, they look yes, similar, yes. but they're different. Everyone looks the same so, to me. <laughs> and invariably, so the film, they start out by being really good friends. I mean, uh, Veronica, who's played by Deepika Padukone, is this very generous sort of young, rich woman living in London. And so she takes mm-hmm, in Meera mm-hmm. and she sort of grooms her, gets her a job. They're both very understanding of each other, although they have completely different personalities and their personalities are exactly what their names indicate. Oh so it's God. that much of a cliche where Veronica is someone who likes to party and chill and Meera is someone who prefers to do her puja. Bhajan. But that's not the problem. <laughs> the problem is that they're... both like their friendship is shown to be ruined completely ruined because both of them fall for the same guy who happens to be Saif Ali Khan uh, and uh, so notes on that invariably the film pits both of them against, against each, other. each other and then the film ends by Veronica not retaining her modern lifestyle but by being punished for it by being in a brutal accident and then she reforms herself by deciding to do puja and then essentially becoming like that Meera character and i remember watching that film and being infuriated because one i thought that this entire stereotype of a vamp of a yeah. modern vamp was like outdated i thought ki 80s mein tha ab thodi na dikhayenge but they not only did they show it it was a very clear pitting against each other of someone who is modern versus someone who is good and like indian and modern versus indian was bad versus good yeah and that's the kind of friendship ka representation in popular culture that we have to contend with can you think of any ideals i can't i really can't two women being friends at least in hindi cinema i can't yeah like in mm. no because <coughs> again the thing is there have been a lot of shows that are about female friendships so mm. i remember like amazon has a bunch of them and it's about like yeah. women being but in the indian there context? for each other but uh okay so here's the thing right about female friendships it's also that show sure, it's one thing to have in media a show that talks about female friendships but then there are very few that do it accurately like in a lot of cases yeah. it's just like tokenism and you're supposed to be like this is what friendship is and that's fine as as somebody who's making a show that's your prerogative yeah. that you that you have that approach and you don't but if you don't give us a holistic view that you, kind of representation but, to begin with i feel yeah, like we're in a very beggars can't be choosers position like sure yeah. i don't like the kind of friendship that people show on fomo shots place <laughs> no but also <laughs> but, but also, also that's what gives you solace because like, you're like at least these women are being nice to each other 
they're making very problematic yeah. decisions and they're completely like unaware of their privilege but at least they're not killing each other or um, yeah at least they're ride or die at least they understand the importance yeah. of like having a support group around you fair yeah. and fair and like you know right like we know how important representation is like everywhere yeah. just having somebody in the mainstream uh sort of be a role model to you that ha- that has great implications for sort of the viewers so like younger yeah. children for example yeah i mean you only have to look at some of the iconic hindi films and how those concepts have percolated for instance it's what about 20 years after kuch kuch hota hai and we're still talking about this idea of can a guy and girl just be friends or we're yeah. still talking about this idea reluctantly quite reluctantly mm-hmm. about friend zoning because that's where the concept sort of became mainstream from and that's where it it came from so definitely popular culture representation is important i think what i'm a little now worried about is not seeing that maybe i mean yeah. at least in the at least with elena ferrante you saw that kind of a deep messy complex mm-hmm. friendship but if you were i mean but if imagine if both of us were in school at this point mm-hmm. and we just were i mean because at the end of the day how are you told that this is the way the world works you're told when you look around yourselves when you watch films when you read books yeah and if you're mm-hmm. not getting told that this is something that's not only possible but this is something that can actually add value to your life then you just grow up with the conditioning that you're given right you grow up thinking that yeah. oh i need to compete with every woman that i see yeah and you waste so much time sort of unlearning that whereas you could just skip that by making um sort of having better avenues for exploration at a and at an earlier age so i don't i don't i don't know i think like really the media is very important but i think we also need to stop uh you know so it's like growing up for me one of the reasons why um, personally one of the reasons why i think i didn't get invested in this idea of just being not feeling completely intimidated and constantly in competition with another woman is because sort of even at my earliest age so think of me at 10 years old i remember i had relatives who were constantly comparing me to cousins but in a bad way right so they were just like oh you know this cousin is so much taller than you so therefore they are better this cousin is skinnier than you therefore they are better this person is better looking so these are all micro aggressions and i think like those uh they may not consciously uh bother you you may not be aware of it but i think somewhere in your minds that is something that plays a larger part role later and sort of prevents you from bonding with people yeah but how the then, way you're supposed how to then do you break out of that conditioning i uh, mean one I is of course like both of us did where we sort of went outside our contexts and went to university mm-hmm. and went to college i, I think you need people. i i think you need opposing voices to say no actually that's not right and uh, so for everyone that's telling you ki you know this girl is so much better than you you should feel bad about it we need someone yeah. to say that no this person is not better than you you are both different people and uh, you know let's find a place for you to chill out so uh really it is about that which is why we need maybe yeah. better cartoons and tv shows for kids uh, and memes are, <laughs> and memes yes definitely memes i think social media has been great in that way because it's really pioneered and campaigned this cause for uh sort of women no, no, supporting sure. women and women being great and girls being good I think the younger other. generation is way better off in terms of oh, yeah, being exposed sure. to different kinds of viewpoints yeah. because we were 
I mean, we were the pre-internet generation in that sense mm-hmm. because we didn't yeah, grow up old. with the internet as much as the kids these days are, and so obviously they are very naturally sort of exposed to all kinds of viewpoints. While for us, it took a it took us way more time to sort of get used to understanding. Oh, this is how the way world. Basically, it took a took us a little mm-hmm. bit more time mm-hmm. to understand. This is how we were taught that the way the world works, but actually, it just, it just works. Actually, the world doesn't even know how the world works. So what is the point of, yeah. <laughs> you know, framing yeah. it that way? So basically, okay. the point, if any, of this episode <laughs> is that female friendship, I mean, one is, of course, that value your female friends in your life. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, also to sort of maybe look at female friendship beyond these very cliche stereotypes that we keep seeing and term- look at it in terms of solidarity, look at it in terms of sisterhood, look at it in terms of maybe wanting to break out of that conditioning where every other woman that you see is supposed to be your rival or your enemy. Yeah, it's supposed to be, or like somebody that you're supposed to somehow become, right? Uh, so if our listeners out there, if you have any ideas about a good representation of female friendships, or if you've got any clue about uh, sort of why female friendships are what they are, what do they manifest as, if you have some fun stories about you and your female friends and uh, the things you've gotten up to, please send us an email at tosgpodcast at gmail.com. Send us multiple emails, actually. We've got lots of storage space. Yeah. And if you're not an email person, that's fine too, because we have an Instagram, and that is at the Oversmart Girls Podcast. So send us a DM there, tag us in your posts, and uh, I'd love to hear from everyone else in the Oversmart gang. That's not what we're calling the group, Absolutely. though, by the way. And now we go on to a favorite part of the podcast, to our most popular segment, to what the critics are calling a truly revolutionary segment in the Indian podcasting scene. (laughs) We don't know what critics they are, but we're just making them up because we want to drum up some excitement for... Shivani, what's the name of the segment? It's called Oversmart Women in History. Yes, and the, the critics are ourselves. For the Oversmart Women in History this week. And who are we talking about this week, Shivani? This week, uh, we're talking about two women from England. And the reason for this is because I genuinely haven't found any um, women in India that have been talked about enough, which is a larger problem, larger historical issue. Um, <laughs> and uh, I will solve it. But for now, we're going to look at Two women uh, from 19th century England and their names are Charlotte and Mary. Surnames Bronte and Taylor. So Charlotte Bronte and Mary Taylor. One of those names are familiar to you. Uh, Manvi, do you as the English literature major want to tell us a little bit about why that name is familiar? This is what I was born to do. I was born to introduce (laughs) Charlotte Bronte on podcasts. (laughs) So Charlotte Bronte, as you might have heard, if you had Jane Eyre prescribed to you in your schools, in which case you are very lucky is the author of Jane Eyre, which is one of, which is, I think, her most famous novel. Yes. Uh, If you haven't read Jane Eyre, I'd highly recommend you to do so because at that time, because at the time it was written also, it was considered to be a bit of a landmark about this, again, this inner life of this young woman and what she goes through and how she is perceived in the world. But it is a novel that truly holds the test of time. There are also a lot of movie adaptations out there. So if you're one of those people who doesn't really like reading or doesn't want to get into books always check out you can check out the movie but just don't judge the book on the basis of the movie just never do that but that's (laughs) that's charlotte bronte but who is mary taylor shivani so so okay charlotte bronte was an author obviously and uh, we know that she was very 
fiercely independent her writing comes across as like her characters are very well written as women they're extremely independent and uh, manvi mary taylor i would say was kind of the person who uh, may have inspired that so mary taylor is a friend of charlotte's from boarding school they both girls right. who in the 19th century were sent off to boarding school and uh, mary came from a family that was not very well off uh, her father was the only person who was earning an income and uh, a lot of people say that because of that mary had this whole idea where she really wanted to contribute to the income of the family right. but she was not allowed to because she was a woman so hmm. mary did what mary did which was that she became this vehement women's uh, rights activist kept talking about how important it was for women to also have the right to earn which by yeah. at that time by the way was a very radical view and in some places still is and they stayed in touch uh, throughout sort of their school careers but also later on as adults and people say that uh, through their correspondence and because of mary's views charlotte also sort of learned a lot from that and uh, this included her quitting a job so right out of school charlotte bronte became a school teacher and she absolutely hated it and mary taylor was one of the people who told her that listen what are you doing please in in true uh, in true female friend style she went listen look after yourself prioritize your dreams yep. prioritize what you're good at if you don't like the job quit it and do something that you like you are meant to write yes and uh, charlotte said okay girl i um, she didn't say okay girl uh, <coughs> i'm adlibbing but she said sure let's give that a shot and uh, the rest as we know is literature did you like that did you like that is literary history <laughs> is literary no, history no but that's interesting that means that there have always been women that have been encouraging each other and that also does remind me of another i mean another famous girlfriend pair but again white which is uh, Christina Yang and Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. which is a show that mm-hmm. I can't believe I know so much about <laughs> oh my god yes that is good representation and that's it for this <laughs> week's podcast like shivani said if you do know of any famous female friendships that you look up to specifically in the indian context or even otherwise please write to us or uh, you can always message us on instagram or you can email us we'll be back next week if you have yes. any ideas that you think that we should talk about do let us know if you want to be on the podcast also do let us know because like i keep saying every episode we're doing this remotely so it's that much easier for us to bring us to bring on anybody who wants to i don't know just chat and hang out with us in case yeah, you don't come talk in to case us. you haven't noticed we're nice people we're fun people Sometimes we get a little serious, but otherwise we're fun. We usually fun, <laughs> except on Wednesdays when we have too much coffee and we become darker. Well, <laughs> on that note, I think uh, it's time to say bye. Bye.